There are lots of people out there who will tell us that we shouldn't be looking at pornography, but there aren't many people showing us how to finally break free of porn. Without a mentor, without a guide, it's easy to get stuck in hopelessness and shame. The Freedom to Love podcast is here to be your mentor and your guide. We want to provide you with practical strategies and techniques to live free of porn forever. Then you'll be free to experience the love you really desire. Welcome back to the Freedom to Love podcast. My name is Jeremy Rohr. I am the founder of Freedom to Love. Our mission here is to mentor young men to find freedom from pornography and sexual sin. We do that through a, a four-step process. The first is we want to help men understand where the temptations to view pornography and engage in sexual sin come from, and then to help them develop strategies to overcome those so that they don't have to fall and, and indulge. The second area we focus on is growing in emotional maturity and freedom. We find that when we experience emotions of being bored, lonely, angry, stressed, tired, depressed, that though those are times that the temptations can feel very overwhelming. And so how do we develop a emotional maturity and freedom? Third part is we want to focus on understanding God's plan for our sexuality so that we can live that out. It isn't enough just to avoid sin in our lives, that we want to actually be free to live out God's plan for sexuality. And then finally, we want to have a, a plan to grow in spiritual maturity. And that helps us to feel the fullness of life that God created us for. And so in those themes, I'm excited to begin a series with Matt O'Hara. He is the founder of Fight Club Catholic, and he's going to be joining us for the next few episodes as we dive into these topics and learn a little bit more about his ministry. So as an introduction to Matt, he is a son of God, a husband, a father of six children, ages nine to two. He is the founder and CEO of Fight Club Catholic, a movement to reach men for Christ in the battle of, for purity of heart. He worked previously for 10 years as the men's campus minister at the Catholic Student Center at the University of Maryland, and it was there that he founded Fight Club, which started with five men in 2013 and has now grown to hundreds of members today in universities and parishes across the country. He is the author of Fight Club Field Manual and has contributed to Matt Fred and Jason Everett's chastity book for men entitled Forged, 33 Days Towards Freedom. And that's actually, Matt, where I first heard about you, is going through that book, and you did a, a great video for them introducing the concept of, of Fight Club, and just uh, wonderful to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. I'm happy to be here. So, Matt, what I want to do in this first episode is just get to know you and Fight Club Catholic a little bit better. So tell me a little bit more about your background, kind of where you grew up, and and love that to have that lead into why Fight Club Catholic. Sure. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I I was born in Durham, North Carolina, and my parents are both Filipino, and okay. grew up in a Filipino charismatic community. And I didn't really understand chastity for a large part of my childhood. And it wasn't until I got to college, I went to Catholic University of America. And I went to a, a retreat and I heard the, the word chastity for the first time, actually, at my freshman retreat. 
And one guy at, at a retreat, he said, during the men's session, he said, if you're saving sex for marriage, stand up. And I didn't think anyone would be standing up. And a whole bunch of these older upperclassmen that I looked up to stood up. And it really made an impression on me because that's something I hadn't done for myself. I didn't think it was a popular thing. And that night on that pivotal retreat, I told God, I want to strive for pure love and turn around my ways. And used to fast forward, I ended up joining a brotherhood and part of the brotherhood there at Catholic U was, was striving for chastity as one of our pillars. And in 2008, my junior year of college, our chaplain he gave this homily about getting to heaven. And he said, hey, God's not going to be impressed that you got there. He's going to ask, could you help bring with you? And I just remember looking to my left and to my right at these fellow brothers of mine who helped me in my ways. And I just told God right then and there like, that I wanted to help bring men to Christ through brotherhood. I didn't know what that meant at the time. And fast forward to 2011, I was doing mission work. I graduated from college. I was doing mission work in Costa Rica and uh, my computer broke. And I consequently was freed from pornography for six months for the first time in my life. And that was really the first time I really began to see what life is like without pornography. I think it's really hard to describe what life is like to another person who's, who's addicted. But one couple things for me was I just was less anxious. I was less impatient, less angry. I it was like seeing a colored world compared to a black and white world. And it also availed my heart, and we'll, we'll talk about this later, but availed my heart to let God love me for the first time ever in my life. In 2011, I told God that I, I loved him, and I realized that he was the love of my life compared to my whole life looking to women for love. And fast forward to 2013, I started working at the Catholic Student Center at University of Maryland. And I started uh, meeting with five different guys. And initially, I thought it was a porn recovery ministry. And one of the guys, he was watching porn every day. It's really quick on his stats. And, and I know you know this, Jeremy, but for our listeners, 80% of 18 to 30-year-old men are, are looking at pornography once a month. One in three are watching it daily of that 18 to 30-year-olds. So I had one of my guys, and he was watching it daily. And after three months of talking, he actually goes three months free. And then the day he, he asked for our prayers, what really kind of changed my whole perspective, he said, Matt, pray for me. I said, what's that? He said, I feel like I'm called to go to seminary. And that's when I realized, wow, this is not a porn re recovery ministry. This is allowing men to see Jesus Christ ministry. And two of my original five went to seminary that year. And in the past 10 years at the Catholic Student Center there, 10 members from Fight Club ended up going to seminary. In 2022, I went to the ordination of our first member to become a priest. And, and then two weeks later, I went to a wedding of one of our members who got married. and. I realized even more tangibly how much more this is not about just these men who were in the trenches, but now they're bringing this pure love, in one case to his parish, in another case to his wife. And it was that 
whisper in my head, like, well, what if Fight Club was at every campus? You know, what if it was at every diocese, every parish? To give men a chance to fight among community for fighting for pure love, our three fights, fighting for Christ, fighting for our vocation, and fighting for our brothers. That's awesome. That was actually wanted to ask you about those three fights. We'll come to that in a bit, but what is it about pornography that you find makes it difficult to see Jesus? Because you, you said that's one of the key things that happens when someone stops looking at pornography. What have you learned in terms of why that is? Yeah, I came across this quote from JP2, which really it just convicted my heart and maybe actually understand him a little bit more, but also made me understand myself a little bit better. A reporter once asked him, why does he talk so much about sexuality? And he, of course, we know he talked a lot about sexuality. And the quote is, he says, sexuality itself is not the problem. It's the abuse of sexuality that is the greatest obstacle to spirituality. So I'll repeat that again. It's the abuse of sexuality that is greatest obstacle to spirituality. How I interpret that? Imagine we're both married, right? I'm married 10 years. Yes. I can just clearly, and for anyone's married, you can relate to this. If I were to have an affair with a woman multiple times a month, or let's just use the stats, at least once a month for next year, I, I really couldn't have a real relationship with my wife right, right if that's happening right. i think we all agree that as much as i think i might have a relationship with my wife that i'm not actually having a real authentic loving relationship with my wife if i'm having affairs that often right yeah and i think it's very analogous to the spiritual life i think that if i am putting my heart into something as Basically, called spade a spade is evil is pornography, and I'm not to put people in shame here. It's just what we see in pornography nowadays is evil, right? And so, if we're addicted to that, there's no room for good to be in there. We're filling our heart and eyes and mind with something as pernicious as pornography, and so when that gets cleared out, you know. Our ministry is based on the beatitude, blessed is the pure heart for they shall see God. So it's, it's more like allowing that stuff to be removed so we can be more available to heart. In fact, chastity, JP2 said this, it, it's the virtue that allows us to be capable to love. And it's actually the virtue that puts us at step zero. There's a whole other life beyond this sin. And so if we call a spade a spade, and there, for those of us who watches pornography at least once a month or more, we have a relationship with pornography. I'm sure you've probably read Unwanted by Jay Stringer. I'll yeah. talk about that book in a sec, but he has a great line in there. He said, both pornography and Jesus is after your heart, and only one of them will succeed. And so they both can't have it, is what he's trying to say. So that's an interesting question. <laughs> I love that because the reason I named my ministry Freedom to Love is I found that as a young adolescent, I had no idea. I just, it was interesting. It was fascinating. And here, years into my marriage, I'm finding that 
pornography shaped my heart and my mind and distorted my ability to truly love my wife. And it's never talked about it. It's just, it's normal. It's just what everyone does. And no, I want to let young men know that this is going to train your heart and your mind to look at a woman you love and you want to love, but it's training your heart and mind to use her, to reduce her to simply what she can do with you, for you, or to her body parts. And not only is that not loving her, but it's not meeting that deep desire that we truly have to experience intimacy, to to see someone, to know someone, and to be seen and known. And that's why you can't have a affair with someone once a week or once a month and go back to your wife and feel that you can truly be connected to her because you have to hide an aspect of who you are and what you've been doing. And that in itself is contradictory to to intimacy. Yeah, I was, I got to talk to Father Sean Kakali a couple of weeks ago, and he said for anyone who's watching pornography that often, you really can't have a real relationship with Christ. You may think you do, and you may think you have one, but in the same analogy of, of thinking we could have a real relationship with our wife, the uh, addiction to pornography really prevents us from real relationship with Christ. And not that not to say that one may not have moments with Christ, that's for sure. But I, I thought that was really consistent with what I've always felt is, is the bigger problem with pornography, more so than obviously what we see and, and it's obviously all bad. But I think the probably the biggest problem with pornography is that it causes so much shame, right? Shame is the biggest wedge and so when shame is created which by the way right it's not shame is not of god shame is of the devil shame is telling you that you are bad not that your actions are bad right guilt is your actions are bad shame is you are bad and that's the lie that men and women are listening to like i am bad and it's shame that that causes despair and despair obviously it takes away hope we're not taken to hell by the devil, we turn ourselves in. And the way we turn ourselves in is that we lose hope. We lose hope in ourselves. We lose hope that there's a God. We have despair. And that's what shame does. It tells us if, if people knew what I'm looking at, they would know I'm not lovable. And I think that's the biggest danger with pornography. Watching it enough times, watching the type of pornography one may be watching enough times can really cause feelings of shame, feelings of I shouldn't live, feelings of et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I agree with you that that is one of the greatest challenges and harms of pornography. What I want to focus on now is we've talked about some of the problems with pornography and some of the reasons you created Fight Club Catholic. Can you give listeners just a quick overview what it is? We'll get into some of the specific themes over the the next few episodes, but I would guess that guys are resonating with this and they're saying, yes, I feel that. I want to find a way out of that. And you've been able to bring that to young men through Fight Club Catholics. So what is it? What does it do? And walk us through if somebody's like, yes, I I want to find one of these or start one of these, what do I do? 100%. I want to start just maybe like, you know, 20,000 view, and then we'll get into the details. Our 
premise is if there's 80% of this age group that's broken, our premise is what if you could transform that brokenness into grace for Jesus Christ and his church? Meaning, I believe this is one of our greatest avenues or one of our greatest opportunities to reach men for Christ. And we're creating a movement, we're creating a brotherhood around virtue. Um, we're not creating groups of men who have vice. We're all imperfect, so that's kind of, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like a default. But, so we're not essay or we're not these other, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't necessarily call it a recovery group. I would call it a group of men who are striving for radical virtue. And there's plenty of men in Fight Club who are free from pornography, more than one year free and, and plus, yet they're still in Fight Club and they're still fighting. And in our third edition book, we talk about being free from screen time and anything else that's preventing us from relationship with Christ. But we're basically taking the lens of desire for purity of heart, chastity, which is a lifelong virtue, and making that our path towards sanctity towards seeing Jesus Christ more clearly and bringing others with us. And so our three fights are fighting for Christ, fighting for her, meaning our vocation, whether that's religious life, priesthood, or to be married, and then fighting for our brothers. So those three fights, fighting for God, our vocation for our brothers. And the way we go about that is we have two things. One, we have these weekly meetings. And in each meeting, there's three questions that are being asked. And ideal size of a group is four to six. It's pretty small. And each guy goes around and he answers three questions. Number one, how am I fighting for pure love in those areas of the three fights? God, my vocation, and or my brothers. Number two, what's my SMART goal? So my specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound goal for next week. It's very practical. And then number three is the moment where we can transform grace. Who do I want to unite my sufferings with Christ for? Meaning, uh, we really believe that men don't have to experience a year of sobriety to have effect on the church right now. Uh, JP2 taught us that the greatest force in the world is when you combine suffering and prayer and offer it. And so we want to combine this suffering. People are suffering in the darkness. If you, and imagine if everyone who was suffering with this vice were to combine that suffering with prayer and offer it up for another, or united it with the sufferings of Christ for another, that already can have efficacious grace and that already can change the world. And so that's what we're trying to do is, is tap into that suffering and not let that suffering be wasted on our way to recovering, seeing Jesus Christ more clearly. And so those are the three questions we have. And then we also invite guys on a daily way of life. It's called Pray, P-R-A-Y. Admittedly, I said this before, I came up with YARP. <laughs> <laughs> and Pray is, is way better. And basically, every day we want people to have at least 30 minutes of prayer, P. R is rosary, have a, having a rosary goal, relationship with our, with our mother, so a, a 10 Hail Marys to a full rosary, just speaking of our mother to fight for you. A is accountability, praying for your accountability partner every day and 
having at least one meaningful conversation a week with him every week, if, if not more. And then why is a yes battle plan? We'll go more into details about that, but it essentially just ways to understand what's temptation and what leads us to sin and having a plan for that. Excellent. So if someone is listening to you, it's like, yes, I want that. I need that. What would be the process to get more information to start? Tell us about that. Yeah. You just go to our, our website, fightclubcatholic.com and scroll down to the bottom and just fill out the form, your name. Do you want to join a fight club, lead a fight club? Gosh, we need leaders more than ever. And leave your, inf- your contact information. We'll get back to you. In the meantime, you can sign up to be a member and get a Fight Club book from us, or we can purchase it separately, either way. And all the details are online. And we'll have a dialogue. Whichever way you sign up, one of us will get back to you and connect. Excellent. Well, and it must be growing because you said prior to starting this that you are on your third version of the Fight Club Catholic Manual. And I remember it wasn't that long ago that you announced that you actually were doing the second version. Seems yeah, like it was right. just a few months ago. So yeah. things are growing and sounds like you're having a great effect on the church. Yeah, just just real briefly about the manual. We published our first Fight Club manual in 2020. And it was from there where Fight Club really began to grow because we had something to give people who wanted to start. And that first year, a thousand books left. And then we had to write a second edition and I got feedback from our fight club leaders and we wrote our second edition. And so fight club grew. So we now it's on 10 campuses and seven parishes and a couple of remote groups. And in less than a year in 2022, another thousand left and we had to write the third edition and we added that third question in there. We just published the third edition in November. And what's really cool is we financed the books through priests. It's mostly priests who donated and financed the books. And so we have them available to give at cost or in free some cases, especially for leaders who are who run campuses you're trying to launch. And we just like get them over there. I think the simplicity, because it's a low threshold entry to join, I think that's part of the reason why it's growing. But quite honestly, because our lady is leading it. That's why I have full confidence in the ministry because she's doing all the work. <laughs> and on that, when someone does go to your website, one of the first things they'll see is this beautiful image. And it's actually a monstrance of Our Lady of Guadalupe, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How in the world? I have to tell you, so you sent me some cards with that image on it. And my daughter was here in my office with me a couple of weeks ago and she saw it and she's like, what is this? What? And I'm like, well, I explained, but tell people, how did you get that monster? That's just gorgeous. 100%. Yeah. It's the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful images, right? You ever will see. So the priest who married my wife and I and baptized three of my six, a priest named Father Dan Leary, and he had that custom made for himself. And so, yeah, he, so this is, I believe that's his personal monstrance. I've prayed with it, with him in his chapel at his previous parish. Yeah. It's just really, really beautiful. So for those who are, just go to the website and exactly what we're looking at, but it's basically has the Eucharist in the 
place where Jesus would be in the womb of the Lady Guadalupe. And it's, I think it's just beautiful. I think it's one of the most educational images to show who the Eucharist is. And gosh, it, it gives a whole other meaning uh, when we say to Jesus through Mary. For me, to see Christ clearly, who else can, can help us better than his own mother? Really quick story about there's a second monstrance out there. And I was inviting a friend of mine a few months ago to, to partner with Fight Club. And she didn't know that I was using this imagery. She's like, you know, I'm listening to you. And we're walking around our house and we go to our kitchen. When it's packaged, still when it's still wrapped up, is another monstrance, like bigger. And, and it's a monstrance of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And it's in her kitchen. She's like, yeah, like, do you want this? I feel like this belongs to you. Wow. And is that what I see behind you? Yeah, that's the monstrance right there behind me. And we, we're, we host an annual Fight Club feast now near the feast day of Our Lady Guadalupe in December. And I debuted her uh, this past December for Praise and Worship Adoration. It was just, oh my gosh, it was beautiful. And it was just powerful. So what are the, like, one of the million chances, right, that someone else has oh. a Our Lady Guadalupe monstrance as a sure sign from God? <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, there's your sign. Well, Matt, thank you for this great kickoff to this series. I'm excited to have a few more episodes with you and talk a little bit more about some of the practical things that your experience has shown help young men on this journey to grow in chastity and find freedom from pornography. Your website, again, is what? Yeah, Fight Club Catholic. Fight Club and the word Catholic. Fightclubcatholic.com. Dot com. All right. Easy enough. And if anyone wants to learn more about Freedom to Love, please visit our website at freedomtolove.org. Until next time, God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Freedom to Love podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on iTunes and share us with a friend. Until next time, remember what St. Paul wrote in his letter to the Galatians. Brothers, you were called for freedom. God bless.